The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, book two, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. In a world where business and faith are often seen as separate entities, there are those who are finding ways to combine the two. Today, we're going to dive into the journey of Samara Mendez, a friend of mine I've recently met on a trip to Brazil. She found her calling in small business entrepreneurship, and she describes for us in this episode how it's making a great impact and how it can make a great impact for the kingdom and her community. Stick around and hear firsthand from Samara Mendez, our speaker, about her journey in business as mission. Welcome to Leaders Moment, brought to you by Vision Voice and FX Missions Podcasting. We encourage you to take this moment and use it to sharpen the saw of your leadership perspective and performance. We're bringing you interviews, stories, and more from leaders much like yourself who are taking action, learning, realizing potential, and getting results. Today, we're exploring the intersection of business and faith. We'll be joined by my friend and co-laborer, Samara Mendez. She has a powerful story of how she discovered her purpose in ministry and entrepreneurship, and she unpacks for us a touch how she found that. I do want to mention that in our conversation, it will be obvious that Samara's first language isn't English. Uh, she was brave and joined us nonetheless in English, even though her, I guess you would call it mother tongue, is Portuguese as she lives in Brazil. So I want to commend her in her effort and bravery to get the point across. And I want to commend to you to give her a little extra grace. I appreciate her stepping out of her comfort zone to join us there. Our conversation reminds me of a principle that I describe in my new book called Value. In the chapter called Value, I unpack a touch about how do we actively follow the Lord in business and in ministry, or is it either or? I want to encourage you to check that out in my new book, Value, is the chapter the book, Anthologies from the Forefront, Getting Closer to God, available on Amazon or linked up in the show notes. If you're listening to this shortly after being published, we're moving quickly into our Bro Summit in Mexico. From time to time, we offer events of this kind where other leaders can get together from maybe different countries or, or even different states. In this case, it is an international trip. And we offer, I guess, a high degree of touch and interaction around leadership, 
this particular case is how do you personify manhood as it's a men's retreat. If you'd like more information about that, email me, scott at fxmissions.com. Now let's head to our conversation with Samara and discover some of the powerful ways that we can reach people for the kingdom through business. Hello and welcome. I'm Scott McClellan. Thanks for being here. And we're very happy today to be joined by Samara Brandao Mendez from all the way in Curitiba, Brazil. <laughs> uh, thank you and welcome, Samara. Thank you for being here. Hey, Scott. I'm very happy for um, this invitation. So <laughs> it was good to stay with you here in Brazil. Yeah, we met, I guess it was fairly recently, right? I think it was in January. Yes. We met in Brazil. Yes, January. Yeah. That was a great time. I always, this is my second time to Brazil. I really love Brazil. And thank you for joining us. We were able to be introduced by our friend, yeah. Felipe. Felipe. And it was good conversation. Yes. So, Today, we're on the Leaders Moment podcast, and for me, as a father of three daughters, I always am looking for a lady's perspective on leadership. So thank you for joining me here for that. I'm glad. I'm looking forward to get into it. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and maybe a little bit about your background. Okay, my name is Samara. <laughs> I am from Brazil, especially in in the Amazon region. <laughs> yeah, I'm from there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm from Amazon. I work as a missionary for five years, and I lived in South Africa and work with Mozambique. I did um, business as mission school in Colorado for three months. And now I am leading business as mission movement here in Brazil. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit um, my background. Okay. You grew up in the Amazon region of Brazil. I think that's a really big region of Brazil, maybe the biggest state or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's big. Uh, it's a big region, but it's not full of people, you know, it's mm, not, yeah. um, I think in my uh, state is very small, the smallest one in Brazil. Ah, so a lot of land, but not so much yeah. population. Yes, population. Yes, yes. Wow. You know, it's so much a different world from, I guess, even where you're living now, where you were raised is so different from where you grew up. By now, you're living in the south yes. of Brazil, yes. the other end of Brazil, yes, right? Yes, yes. Tell me about your current city a little bit. Tell us about where you currently live. Curitiba is the most highest city in Brazil. So very cold. That, And the most of time, we have, I think, the coldest weather in Brazil. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, Curitiba is known like the most organized city in Brazil. Yeah. 
It's a beautiful place for sure. There are a lot of very developed areas of Curitiba, big, big, tall buildings. I have one favorite picture there from the lookout where, you know, just surrounded by skyscrapers, you know, lots of big buildings. And when my first time there, I was surprised by that for sure. But I really like the city. It's a nice yeah. city. It feels safe. And there's a lot of good places. Yeah. Curitiba has a lot of park. And the most of uh, cities in Brazil, there is no park, you know. But Curitiba is uh, full of park. I love that. Uh, so, yeah, Curitiba is a very special city in Brazil. For sure it is. And I hope to be back to Brazil Next year, that's my hope. I want to be there again to visit friends and encourage you guys for what you're doing. For as you mentioned before, you were you were in Colorado for some time. You were doing training as business uh, business as mission training or BAM as it's called. We're going to come back to that, but I want to hear a little bit about South Africa. How was it, South Africa? Mm, it was great because I went to South Africa after staying in Colorado. So I work in an NGO in South Africa called Paradigm Shift. And my work there was a training um, church volunteer mm. to apply our methods and train other entrepreneurs in poor area and teach them about how management well their business. The impact of this and the community was great. I could see it. And on the other hand, we are training them to do business. And then we train them to read the Bible, the Bible principle, and then we could see uh, how they grow in uh, wisdom, you know? Mm. And they start saving money to invest in their business. You could see some business employing other people, for example. Very important experience I had in South Africa, not because I I was not there just to give them food, you know, but help them to grow by themselves, you know. And then I could see how business is so important because it's not a way to get a money, for example, but it's a way that you can see yourself in the other way. You, you are able to do you can put your gifts and your talents and actions, and you know, <laughs> it's a very big, special and uh, for African people, you know, because they are always uh, think they couldn't do, they not able to do that. You know, they are always waiting for something, expecting for Western people uh, do something for, for them, you know? Right, yeah. I think what you're saying there is that you really had a great time empowering yeah. these people who you were working with in the NGO. And as they were empowered to do business, they saw an immediate, fairly immediate impact yeah. where their business could grow. And they could also be not only business owners or entrepreneurs, but they could be also employers. They could have other people working for them. Yeah. And the possibility of having 
a life that is consequential or you're being fruitful. Yes. Especially when you're in an environment that undermines your hope or maybe makes you think that you're not able to be fruitful or have a consequential life. That's huge. How long were you in South Africa? Uh, I have been there for two years. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have a South African accent there for your English. Work with Americans. <laughs> uh, yeah, your English is so, so much better than my Portuguese. <laughs> Almost all I can say in Portuguese is happy birthday. I can say bon dia. You know, I can maybe greet people. Uh, yeah. That's almost it. Uh, you know, it's not every day you're getting to speak in English, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, in recent years. So you're very brave for being here with me. You're encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. I'm thankful you're here. So you, you saw a different opportunity while you're in South Africa in terms of the impact that business as missions yeah. was having and you were seeing it. Is that what made you decide you wanted to do this long term? Yes. I feel God called me to do business as mission when I went to Colorado. I didn't understand very well what was uh, the purpose of business and kingdom. So when I did business as mission school in Colorado, I could see clearly. And then after that, I could experience this in South Africa. So uh, when I, I came back to Brazil, I started here in Brazil to teach about business admission, what it is. And I did a connection with my teachers in Colorado. And then uh, I was invited to be part of Ben Global Team because, my, because one of my, my teachers was Matt Tunehag. He is a president. Uh, he is a president of BAM Global Movement. In here in Curitiba, I met Jason Butler. He is co-chair the BAM Global Movement. And then when I met him, and uh, when I met Jason here, he told me, Samara, I I feel that God is leading me to invite you to come and be part of a BAM Global team. And then I, I was sure that God was calling me because I think there are so many other businessmen and successful businessmen, but uh, they are inviting me. So I knew that God was put me in this place. No, He opened the door, right? Sounds like it was a surprise. Yes, it was a surprise. God opened the door very clear because... Before me, I knew other successful businessmen doing businesses here, mm -hmm. but uh, God invited me, you know. God wanted me in this place. And I'm doing that in all my strength, but it's in God's favor, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. God's giving you grace to do it. That's wonderful. Let me ask you. From the time that you began to have this idea about businesses' missions, I'm talking about before you went to Colorado, mm -hmm. from that time until now, do you know how many years have passed? Um, 13 years. Some years ago. 
Yeah, it started in uh, IOM. Okay, YWAM? Uh, YWAM, IOM, YWAM. Yeah. I was there, and then I was asking God, uh, what is my ministry? And then God led me to read Nehemiah. And then after that, a pastor visited the base, you know. And the pastor, I was talking with him and say, oh, pastor, I am uh, um, in conflict here because I would like to know mm. where is my ministry. <laughs> I would like to go to the nation and be a missionary, but God put me here and now I am, uh, I am in a... Uh, in our office, doing some stuff that I, I right. like to do it, but office work. Yeah, office work. <laughs> then I was question God, and then He was uh, reading a book called uh, Business as Mission. Then He encouraged me to read. When I read this book, I start to understand because I didn't understand why God a permission that I could do administration. Baker, you know, and after that, I worked seven years in government here in Brazil, a place especially to to work with entrepreneurship and with yeah. small business. Uh, in that moment, I started to understand that God has a purpose with me, with entrepreneurship and small business for the kingdom. But I didn't understand what is the whole business was playing the kingdom, you know, because I knew business, I knew entrepreneurship, I knew how to do it. I was there just teaching people how to do a business plan, for example. But I, I did connection business and mission. In that time, I would to do mission. <laughs> but God was trying to uh, tell me that he has a place and a purpose uh, and a whole to business in mission and his kingdom. So I started to understand after I read this book. And now I am friend of this author, <laughs> the author of this book called, um, <laughs> yeah, he's called uh, Mike Barr. He is American. Yeah, Mike Barr. Yeah. <laughs> Do you recommend that book for people who think they may be called, but they also have uh, business experience. Do you recommend this book? Yes, for sure. It's for business people. <laughs> Maybe I can get the details from you on that by a message. You can send me a link where I can yes. share that with people so that they can get it. When I was growing up in the faith, Samara, I'm much older than you, so no. don't worry. <laughs> but when I was growing up in the faith, the idea was that you were either in business or you were a missionary. Yeah, but you can both. Or you're a pastor, you know. And those three worlds were separated by something that kept them from connecting. But I think in the last what, 15 or 20 years, people are finding a way to make an impact for the kingdom and for the gospel inside their business. Yeah especially in areas where the uh, preaching of the gospel is forbidden by law. Do you see a lot of that? Do you have some friends who are using business as yes, mission? And absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Ben Global, um, we have a summit, yeah, a summit here next month. 
when you get together all these entrepreneurs and business and businessmen and businesswoman to share the experience in their business and in the unrich people, for example, in other countries that the gospel couldn't be shared, you know. So I personally uh, know a friend, Brazilian friend, they run two coffee shops in India, and in, uh, India and in Himalaya area. So he can share the gospel because they did a very strong connection with the people, you know, inside the coffee yes. Then uh, they can share your, uh, his faith, for example. They help them in some difficult situation. For example, they help them girls from human trafficking, you know, and then they help them to get employees, for example. They help them have jobs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get jobs, for example. They teach them how to do a coffee, for example. So this is one of ways they help them and they connect with the people, you know, and uh, share your faith, share the gospel, the gospel. So I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing that. That's powerful. I have come in contact with some of those people on my travels around the world, and I'm so thankful for what God's doing. I myself, I've been in business for many years, the business we are in is I think we celebrate 22 years this year. So we've been going for a while. And we also have seen how, although our business is not particularly a social enterprise itself, we're not developing clean water or other things that would be known as a social enterprise. But inside of our business, if we teach our staff and we remind ourselves that we're serving everyone we come in contact with as if we're serving the Lord himself, mm -hmm. we can create spiritual impact from natural means. Yes. That I think the Lord invites us to do that. Yes, right? yes. Uh, ben, you know, the Ben Business Mission meaning is about you understand that you can collaboration with the Great Commission uh, by creating business a profit business, no a social business, a profit yes. business. Right. That we win you know of God in economic, spiritual, social and environmental ways, you know. For example, in many cases, uh business people will the only only Christian that people from unrich people group will have access to work, you know. But uh, I think this is valid. It's valid for Mm -hmm. It's va valid, yeah. America uh, as well, because you having a lot of immigrants in America. That uh, yes, yes, you can you can share the gospel, and when you talk about social impact, sometimes we think as like uh, um, you help them get food, for example, you know, or do something in the environment, for example. Right. But and then social impact is um, have a strong relationship with people, with uh, your employees. Help them to understand not your faith, but you empower them. You help them with their families, for example, you know, like reconciliation <laughs> with 
<laughs> you know, because of sin, we have a broken relationship with each other. So when uh, social impact is about a reconciliation. Mm. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. That's good. Yeah, poverty is is hard at the individual level. Of course, it's hard on the core relationships. I think anytime you empower someone and help lift them out of poverty, you're going to have so many positive impacts on their life that you can't see or measure, yeah. but they for sure are happening. Yeah. I think your employees are with you eight hours per day, for example. You know, sometimes they're struggling with addiction or uh, in their marriage or in something, another things with their children, mm -hmm. and then we can help them with a gospel, with uh, your faith, you know. So this mm. is a huge. So, uh, I think this can uh, have a great impact in their lives. And then when they uh, when uh, they are impacted, impacted, uh, are all the family are impacted by the gospel? For mm. example, we you know. Yes, that's a, it's kind of a secret weapon. I think God is using His ability in His, I guess, creativity. He's impacting families and people and individuals for the gospel through work and through yes. business and thankful to see this rising up. We're getting close to our time. I want to just ask a few more questions and specifically, this would be more personal, I think, to you. So how has your perspective as a woman in leadership been impacted or changed or grown uh, since you started being more involved and the business as missions. What can you say about how your perspective on leadership has been impacted? Oh, that's a great question, a big one. <laughs> I think uh, women in leadership always is always a challenge, especially because in many cases, uh, we think, yes, in my case, I lead not only women, but many businessmen as well, you know. So, and sometimes some religious worldview put women only in family support places and uh, and that is not in leadership. And this is often misunderstood by people and by some men, for example, who may find it difficult to be led by women in the marketplace uh, or see, uh, see me or see another woman as a feminist. Sometimes it happens. But in Proverbs chapter 31, the worthy woman was not only a good wife or mother, she was a good businesswoman and contributor to community, to society, you know? So actually, I think that when God made woman, he didn't uh, think about competition, but about collaboration. Uh, in favor of kingdom. At the same time, we can see in 1 Corinthians 12 that God has given us various gifts and talent to serve one another. So God gave a woman gifts and talent to serve his kingdom. And that's uh, what I believe. Peter says that we are all uh, of royal priesthood in order uh, to proclaim the virtue of God. 
So I think women are part of that too. Absolutely. Yes. I am not saying that uh, women should govern the church, but God also has a place for women in his kingdom, which can be leading a project, NGO, a school, a business, or a movement. In my case, I am leading a movement. So I think it's that. That is my perspective about leadership. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I know we are part together of the royal priesthood, like you're saying. And that is the fact that God, you know, constructed us differently, but complementary. The idea of competition versus collaboration, that was a great yeah. thing to emphasize. It's worth noting it's not like some parts of us are necessary and some are unnecessary. We're all necessary and we all have a contribution yes. and an effect from that contribution. So very, very good encouragement and key words. Is there anything else you want to share with us, Samara, before we conclude? What else is on your mind? What else would you like to share on the subject of women, leadership, BAM, what else as a final parting thought? Oh, yeah, it's a good. I think you have to uh, pursue your purpose. If God has put in your heart, be a businesswoman or a businessman or stay in leadership for a project, I think you need to uh, be humble, be courage, you know, and uh, seek, uh, uh, seek people for help and share your vision. I did that. I share my vision, what God gave me, and pursuing that. I think that is uh, some uh, thing you can do. I did that, uh, and God uh, has opened door for me to do my calling, you know. Uh, and I, you can um, go in our website. <laughs> what is it BAM Global? What's the web address? You can um, find in www.businessasmission.com and now you can uh, read about BAM or what it is, a lot of uh, articles, for example. You can be uh, connected uh, with our team in U.S. Good resources there on businessasmission.com. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for being here, Samara. Thank you. Sorry we had some technical challenges earlier, but you overcame. <laughs> okay. And uh, I appreciate that. Of course, we're 5,000 miles apart here as you're in southern Brazil and I'm here in uh, DFW area of Texas. But thank God for, for the opportunity to encourage each other for his kingdom and to have a contribution and I'll make sure and put those backlinks to your sites and stuff here on the website and let you know when the podcast is going live. Please greet my friends there if you yeah. would. And we'll uh, we'll look forward to talking again very soon. Thank you, Scott, for inviting me. I'm very glad to, to be part of a Leaders Moment. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Really appreciate it. And I hope you found it insightful and relevant. I was myself impacted by a number of Samara's comments. I appreciate how she shed light on the concept of using business to combine social impact and spiritual growth and how it can lead to fruitful results 
and unreached communities. I continue to be humbled and challenged by the importance of empowering people to grow their business and contribute positively in their communities, as well as showcasing the role of women in leadership and collaboration for the greater good. I'd encourage you to consider how you, too, can implement these principles in your personal and professional life. Once again, we appreciate your time, and we hope that you stick around. We have some great content coming up for you, a number of episodes I think you'll enjoy, including a mic swap. Thank you for being a part of the Leaders Moment podcast. We also want to say thanks to Vision Voice, our sponsor, and encourage you to check out their website at visionvoice.us. Also, if you haven't already, please visit leadersmoment.org slash follow to have this podcast and future ones delivered to your favorite podcast app every time we publish. Thanks again.